The Superpowers of the Soul Channel is brought to you by Superpower Experts. Visit superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers today. You're listening to Superpowers of the Soul with Tonya Dawn Rackler and the Superpower Experts. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superpowers of the Soul. I'm your host, Amorakai, and today I'm really so delighted, I'm super delighted, to welcome back our guest, Koryanka Cornejo, to the show to talk about the path of the medicine woman. Oh, it's going to be so juicy. Corey and I actually recorded a really awesome episode about money and our sacred purpose just a little while back, which I really encourage you to check out if you haven't enjoyed that one yet. And that one is really all about diving deep into the first of three important keys along this path. And so we really felt inspired to reconnect here today to create some more space to dive even deeper into those important keys, all three of them, along the path of the medicine woman. And, you know, I suspect that a lot of you who are tuning into this today are journeying along that path and will find great value in learning more about how to strengthen and grow in leadership along this path, strengthen and grow in some of the underdeveloped areas, and also you know, let's be honest, it's it's not all sunshine and roses all the time, is it? So it's also super valuable and important to talk about things that are maybe not so fun or not so pretty that can occur along the path of the medicine woman. So I'm really excited that Koryanka is back here to share some more of her amazing wisdom with us today. Koryanka comes from an ancient healing tradition of the Incan lineage. And she is an Incan high priestess. She is also the founder of Alturas Spiritual Journeys. And she serves as just such a dedicated guide for awakened women all around the world who want to step into their sacred destiny and live authentically in their divine essence. She really is just a, a fiercely loving and authentic being. She emanates a courage that I, I have a deep respect for. And she's just someone who has this incredible capacity to shine light. And I am just so happy to have you on the show again today, Corey. Welcome. Hi, I'm Rakai. Hello, everyone. It's such a, an amazing experience being here with you again. I just love, love the conversations we have. And I'm just happy to be here of service. And whatever I can share is my deepest desire that it supports people who are growing in the path of the medicine woman. Mm. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Well, we can really feel that. And we are super thrilled to have you back here with us. Really, I'm so excited, really excited, like chills from head to toe about what we get to talk about today. We're going to have an amazing conversation. Will you tell our listeners what you've discovered, you know, your superpowers of the soul are in relation to the path of the medicine woman? Yes, for sure. Oh, my superpowers. <laughs> uh, can you believe there was a time for many years when I had no idea what that was and that had no connection with me? I couldn't find that connection. Until I had a spiritual awakening in the beginning of my 30s, and that was ushered by deep depression, post-traumatic stress disorder. I was in a really, really ugly place, like really in deep darkness, when the light 
came through finally. And so what I discovered is that my calling is to be in service of divine light. I am an Incan priestess, deeply connected with the medicine of Pachamama, the spirits of the plants of the Amazon as well, and um, the mountains, cacao, flowers. I mean, this beautiful mm. earth-based energy that um, is just beautiful and magical, I, you know, I find. And these are my superpowers. And with this, my sacred calling is to support awakened women, find their sacred destiny, a step into that beautiful sacred destiny of theirs, and shine their light in their divine essence and be able to serve. So many of my clients are uh, priestesses, medicine women, healers, creatives who are here to serve from the soul in a big way. And uh, I am here to support them and guide them and help in their healing process. All of those things that are so necessary for us to step in our divine essence. Mm. Oh, I, I love it. I love that you are sharing where the light found you in your deepest darkness. I really appreciate you speaking to that and how that seems to have, you know, guided you and transformed into you being in such service to that divine light that you found there and how you're touching in. I mean, when you speak, Corey, really, when you talk about your connection with the Pachamama and the earth and the nature and the birds and the cacao, there's such a richness. There's light pouring from, from everything you speak of in your voice. I can feel it. I just appreciate it so much. It's so juicy. So I love the direction and the feel and the yumminess of this conversation already. And I'm super excited to dive deeper together because I think that, you know, that light in the darkness is a bit thematic along this path of the medicine woman. And I'm excited to explore that without interruption. So we do have to go to a quick break, but before we go, will you let our listeners know where they can go to find out more about you and your work in the world and your offerings? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you can find me at alturasspiritualjourneys.com. That is uh, the main uh, website uh, address. But you can also go to alturasspiritualjourneys.com forward slash work dash with dash me. So alturasspiritualjourneys.com forward slash work with me. And that's where you can find my sacred programs, Money and Sacred Purpose Activation, which is coming up in January 8 and 9, 2022. But I will lovingly continue offering it every year at least once a year and also you can find their divine woman emergence program which is a small beautiful small group program for medicine women growing in their sacred path of service and more mm. oh, i can feel the more <laughs> oh beautiful thank mm -hmm. you so much for that we'll also make sure to add those links here for everyone too Okay, wonderful. Well, when we get back from the break, we're going to dive in much further together. But before we go, please be sure to head on over to superpowerexperts.com and take a look over there at the Superpower Universe Plus membership. It's the place our listeners go to engage in high vibrational content, high vibrational conversations. You're going to be able to connect with others over there and chat with other people and join us in that sacred community. We've got a brand new app to play with. It's 
fantastic. Just go to superpowerexperts.com to check it all out. Folks, you are listening to Superpowers of the Soul here on the Superpower Network, and we are talking today with Corianka Cornejo about the path of the medicine woman. So stay tuned because I have a feeling this is going to be a powerful conversation that you don't want to miss. We'll be right back. The Superpower Experience goes way beyond the podcast. Listeners can connect with hosts and one another inside the Superpower Universe Plus membership. Members get access to high vibe connections, Superpower masterclasses, and much, much more. Don't wait another moment to step into your superpowers. Go to superpowerexperts.com and sign up today. All right. Hello and welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for being here with us today. This is Amorakai, your host. And if you're just tuning in, today we're talking with Corianka Cornejo about the path of the medicine woman. And so, Corey, we were chatting just a little bit before we started recording today. And I love one of the things you said, which is along the lines of, you know, all the healers, all the way showers, all the medicine women journeying along this path, all the healers need their own healers. And so I'd love for you to start us off today with telling us what are the three keys to really growing safely and developing our gifts along this path? Yes, that's a really important question, Amrakai. I find that three key components that are something we cannot overlook is number one, um, it's very important to grow in abundance consciousness and together with that healing the money wound which has been really rampant among healers and medicine women priestesses for thousands of years like since there is you know people gathering together and being in community that has been a huge issue and is still continuing to be something that is keeping a lot of uh, medicine women small is still keeping them really not fully developed in in their service and uh, number two i would say that is um being able to be visible with your gifts. And that's a very tough one. I find for a lot of my clients, it has been something that it, they had to deal with and they have continuously grown with me in that direction of growing in visibility and being able to really share who they are and their divine light in total freedom. Um, so that's an important one, uh, the visibility uh, issues, if you will, the visibility, um, the fear of being visible that a lot of people carry. Mm. And third one, the third one I say is very important to walk this path of sacred service with proper support. And that is something I find a lot of people lack. They are not aware of this or they, I mean, I think it has to do a lot with our the upbringing we have in society, especially in this modern Western culture, which is really something that we see all over the world in the cities. A lot of us have been taught to be uh, absolutely independent and that being in your power means you do it yourself. You know, you handle mm -hmm. everything by yourself. You have to <laughs> just figure it out by yourself. It's the thing we get to be told since we're little and we see that in mom and dad, but truly, this path of the medicine woman is one you don't walk by yourself. You walk this as a community. You walk this path with 
teachers and guides with healers, people that have been working in the past before you that can help you support you in your growth and also help you remain safe as you are developing in your gifts. Mm -hmm. Mm. Oh, that's so powerful. And I can see the the synergistic weave between them all. They and of themselves are are not independent of each other, I suspect. They really do appear to work in, in communion with each other. And we grow in abundance and we grow in visibility. We grow in our ability to uh, connect with proper support and grow in more abundance and grow in more invisibility that's visibility with each other along this path. So I love the weave in that. And let me just ask you, because I really feel, you know, folks, we did record this earlier episode with Koryanka where she really went deep into, you know, money and our sacred purpose and growing in abundance consciousness and healing those money wounds. We really touched on a lot there. So Corey, do you would you speak to that just briefly? And then I would love to give space to the, the other two keys today where we didn't really get a chance to touch on that in the last episode. But what would you say is the most important thing to know about healing that money wounding and growing in abundance? Uh, the message I want to share with everyone is that, boy, we cannot overlook this one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's tough for a spiritual person to actually acknowledge and tell herself I actually need money and I actually require money to grow my sacred business my sacred service to also take care of myself and and give myself things that make me happy and gift myself opportunities and things that you require money for that right like things like paying for for a healer to support you, you need money. You need money to also perhaps get some lessons on how to uh, step into a beautiful technique that your soul is calling for. Uh, money is required to build a website, for instance, to, to be more visible and, and receive your sacred clients. Like There are many things where money comes into place. And I'm just mentioning a few, but there are many. And the truth is that we need the money and there is nothing wrong with receiving it and there is nothing wrong with wanting it. So, wow. First mm -hmm. steps, you know, is opening <laughs> up to being like, yes, okay, nothing wrong. I can be totally spiritual and out of love and do my service with all my heart. And I can receive this energy in the form of money as an exchange for what I am offering to the world. And it's good. It's actually necessary. And I'll tell you one thing. In the spiritual path of the Incan priestess, which, you know, is my path, I have learned from, from my ancient teachers and from Pachamama herself that this is actually part of nature, part of who we are. Blossoming, being in abundance is in our nature and when we're fighting it when we don't want to accept it we are actually hurting ourselves and that's what happens with us as spiritual medicine women when we are saying things like oh you know i um i'm doing this just out of love so i don't really want people to pay me for my services or i'll just let them give me like very little you know very little and even feel uncomfortable about receiving that very little money like that is hurting our sacred purpose that is hurting ourselves and that's not really part of what was intended by divine spirit for us you know this this growth in our 
sacred purpose and in our own lives means we also need to be willing to receive the beauty and the abundance of life. And how do we do this? Well, this happens in exchange, you know, people exchange this energy called money, which to me is a beautiful creative energy that blesses everyone in these exchanges that we have. Mm. Again, the frequency of abundance is just resonating in everything I'm hearing. And I love it so, so much. And, you know, it takes a lot of courage, I suspect, right? To, To face those money woundings and to heal those money woundings that you speak of. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not. I've gone through that experience, and and I know what it feels <laughs> like. It's not pretty. Actually, I I find that um, I I was shaken to the core for me to awaken to this reality. I went through a second spiritual awakening. With the first one, I discovered my sacred purpose as an Incan priestess and a spiritual guide and as a medicine woman. With the second one, which happened years later, I discovered that, hey, you know, there was this money wounding hidden and with it all that I didn't know was there. I had no idea how much it was affecting me until, you know, it kind of showed up right on my face. Like I had to face it. I had no escaping. And, and I surrendered <laughs> to the experience of going through a healing process. And that's why now I am so committed to continuous growth in this area because there is always this next layer and this next level. And I am committed to keeping growing in this direction. And that's why I'm offering Money and Secret Purpose Activation to the, the women, the priestesses in this spiritual path as well, because I, I feel that it's very necessary to, to share the medicine in this important area of development. Mm. I love that you speak to it as the medicine, you know, when you reference that, <clears throat> pardon me, medicine women and priestesses and healers for thousands of years, you know, this wounding and, and this thing is really still keeping people small and underdeveloped, underdeveloped rather. So I really appreciate how you're holding that and offering that and enlightening that in the world. And I would suspect that, you know, it also takes a lot of courage to move into the second key that you spoke about, about visibility and what all that entails. And I, I can really feel and, and have my own experience of woundings in that area. And I would imagine that the amount of courage it takes <clears throat> to unlock that key is not a small chunk of change, is not necessarily the easiest thing to do. But would you speak to that second key around visibility and trust and what is really necessary there, what's being offered there for us walking this path? Yes. Um, well, I find that um, a lot of my clients, when they have come to me, they were really afraid of being visible. They had many fears. There were a lot of fears around that. One was that they were so scared of being judged that people could listen to them and say things like, oh, you know, she is fake or she is this or that or what she's saying. They, they, they were scared people were going to think that what they had to say was not important as well. Um, so there was a lot of that. And also the other big fear I have seen a lot is 
women being afraid to be invisible because they just simply think there is nothing of value that they can offer. They think that whatever they will say won't mean anything to anyone. And so they're already discounting themselves and you know, really looking at themselves in the mirror as small, as not capable. And that is just not true. And I can tell you that with all confidence that it's not true. <laughs> Because I grew up with that, with that kind of um, uh, idea in my head about myself. I had this distorted version of who I was, and I didn't think much of me. And what I discovered in the spiritual path, what I want to transmit to you, is that we are just the vessel, the vessel for divine light to come through. And we are, as medicine women, in service to the people by being willing to be as clear possible as we can be, as clear vessels as we can be, so that divine spirit in the form of our spirit guides, in the case of nature, Pachamama, the spirits of the mountains, the spirits of the plants, they can speak through us, they can share their wisdom through us. So it's not that we are owners of the wisdom or that <laughs> it's us saying smart things, no, this takes the pressure away, right? When you actually understand that you are a vessel, period, a sacred container, a sacred transmitter of the divine light through voice, through your presence, through your energy, through your voice, whatever it is, you know, all of who you are, you are a vessel. And so that's what I, I do with my, my sweet, you know, beautiful clients who are uh, medicine women who are serving other people I help them and teach them and also I transmit the energy of my spirit guides um, and help them develop as the vessels that are meant to be and then the rest is really easy <laughs> the rest is just allowing for this beautiful frequency of our spirit guides to to just run through and pour all over like through you and it's amazing and it's just awesome and so now nowadays like for instance for myself my own experience is that I enjoy being visible I love doing interviews and being part of global events online like I have spoken uh, in the global stages in front of thousands and thousands of people by now. I don't even know. I have lost count. I, probably I will never know how many people I actually speak in front of. And, uh, you know, I am someone, as I said, who in her 20s even, I would sweat to just make a presentation in university when I was a nursing student. I was going for my um, my bachelor's of science degree in nursing and I would just hate doing these presentations in, in a small room with only, I don't know, 40 to the most, 25, 40 people. Mm -hmm. um, and I cannot even tell you in high school and elementary school, like it was horrible. <laughs> like I was so unhappy and uncomfortable. And, and it's so funny now. I laugh at myself sometimes. I'm like, wow, you know, it's like two different people. Like who would have thought that I was going to be a, a speaker, like I do this so often and so gladly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I love that you speak to the part about becoming that sacred vessel for the transmission of divine light rather than maybe coming from the ego personality and, and feeling like maybe a bit of a fraud or an imposter. I hear that from people a lot. They feel, you know, what you were speaking to, to your point about 
maybe feeling afraid that they will be judged, that they don't have much worth. They just kind of discount themselves already and feel like they're a bit of an imposter or that they're a fraud. Or the one I hear a lot of is like, who am I? You know, who am I to speak to these people or offer this love or this service or this, this or that? And so I feel like the third key is probably a huge component to the second key you spoke about being willing at the third key to be supported and guided to work safely along this path do you feel like that really lends itself to the second key of visibility as well yes absolutely i have also seen this in in some people they they're so scared to put themselves out there because they're afraid they're going to be targeted somehow by some people uh, this goes so hand in hand with being judged, right? Being uh, uh, mistreated perhaps by people, uh, mm. even in, in Facebook and in social um, social mm. places like that. Um, sometimes people get really triggered by, by what uh, someone who is visible, a leader, Mm-hmm. if you will, is going to be sharing that they're going to write a horrible, you know, public <laughs> message to you. And people are really afraid of, of being targeted like that. But there are also other ways in which people can be not so safe when you are growing in leadership and visibility with your sacred services and your sacred message. Um, in fact, I want to talk about this, which is not a pretty thing to talk about, but it's necessary. And I feel that. Um, you know, I, I really, really want to support you this way. I need to mention that when we are in this uh, path of service as a medicine woman, what happens is that you are shining the light, right? You are bringing uh, the light and healing um, to people. And what happens is there are also people who are just as you are committed to service from your heart doing work out of love there are people committed to doing things that have to do with darkness people committed to the darkness will be used as puppets if you will to either hurt um, someone who is working with the light or steal their their any their energy their spiritual energy that is meant to be used for sacred service um, they are committed to keeping the, the brand new healers that are arising, they want to keep them small somehow and create situations, drama, God knows, right? Even black magic. And things like this truly, truly happen. And that's one, well, and those are the reasons actually, what, some of the reasons why I am so, 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 so adamant that I want to drive this message like really to your heart that I want you to understand the path of the medicine woman is not to, meant to be a lonely one. You are never meant to be doing this by yourself because uh, let's face it, there is a lot happening out there in the world and there is darkness as there is light. And when you are a brand new, brand new medicine woman or you are just starting, you're developing in your gifts, getting to know yourself, you're starting to develop your spiritual work and your energy and all of these things you're still uh you're still in this process right it's like the caterpillar um, stage and uh, that's when you are the most vulnerable 
Um, and that's why I want to in- encourage everyone to be willing to receive a teacher and guide in their lives. And even in your lifetime to receive many teachers and guides who are of the light, who are maybe even a step ahead of you or more that have been walking on this path before you, who can support you and guide you and with their experience and the beautiful spiritual energy and the gifts they have developed, they can support you in being safe, in being um, in preserving your energy. They can teach you how to also identify things like this, you know, like I said, black magic or uh, ill will or things, you know, negative energies coming through other people to you so that you are not just on the receiving end of these um, heavy energies that are not meant to be, uh, you know, serving you well. So that's what I want to tell people that this is important to realize that you need support and guidance and to to have people, you know, that got your back. Um, so this is something that I lovingly do also for my my clients. Um, it's this is a path, you know, where where they need support and I am here to also give them that support and guidance because I have gone through all of this. So everything I have mentioned, by the way, mm-hmm. about being in touch with <laughs> darkness and how darkness can target you, you know, mm-hmm. guess what? You know, I've been there. <laughs> I've mm-hmm. been on the receiving end and I have to tell you, it's not pretty. <laughs> it mm-hmm. doesn't feel good at all. Um, some of those experiences for me were true nightmares, really mm-hmm. true nightmares. And God, you know, I was glad that I had my support in place, that I knew what to do, how to handle these things, that I was aware enough to understand what was happening. I mean, like, it's, it's just a part of the package and we just need to know and be prepared and, you know, not be caught off guard. We need to really know what we're doing here and, and have people who can support us when, you know, things like this happen. Mm. Mm, thank you so much for sharing that. I'm going to ask you to dive deeper into that in a moment, if you're willing. But before that, sure. you know, I just want to reflect because what's speaking to me the most is the idea around visibility, because I see this a lot. You've spoken to a lot of what I've seen as well. There's almost this terror, if you will, of being mistreated, of being um, when you shine your light, you know, it's almost like you feel like a bit of a target sometimes and you you can be a bit of a target. And yet when I heard you speak about how much you love visibility now and how you're able to show up and shine in all these places and come from such love and be that vessel and having gone through all these things, it wasn't because you, you know, decided to, to activate your sacred purpose and just go be visible and everything was all sunshine and roses. It was the fact that you were able to go through what came without perhaps what you may have feared would have happened before, not so much that something didn't happen, but that you were able to go through it, grow from it, be held in supportive community through it and allow it to strengthen you and develop you in all the ways to show up even greater and brighter and as a a, a greater force of light standing in, in your power as a bigger force in that realm of spiritual service. So bowing deeply to you to that, and would you be willing to share maybe one of your stories of what you actually went through and how that came about? Mm, yes. Yes, Amorake. Um, so the experience you would like me to share is about the visibility and being uh, somehow targeted. 
Yeah, like when you were speaking about, uh, you know, having had these things come at you and happen to you, uh, they didn't stop you. They didn't, you know, you didn't bow and just become invisible. No, oh, no. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, no. Um, (laughs) But I have to tell you, like, they were huge learning experiences. Um, Like one of them, I can tell you, well, I have two stories, actually, that were uh, pretty big for me in this spiritual path of growth um, as a sacred guide and, and medicine woman. There was long, long time ago at the very beginning of my path uh, serving people, a woman who decided to take my services and she happened to be hijacked by, by what they call, you know, the reptilians. And I just didn't know that until we had her, you know, working with me. And it was clear that she was attempting to... Um, she said she was going to do something called a DNA um, activation, a DNA, um, something about a DNA uh, improvement of sorts. And um, actually, when I when she started to, to do her thing, I realized that she was actually trying to open it up to be a vessel for the same uh, dark beings she was uh, working for, without her knowing, of course. She was absolutely not conscious, not conscious at all of what was happening. She thought she was a healer who had opened up to some awesome gifts and that good spirit guides were working with her, um, which really like was something that for me was a huge, you know, eye opener and learning experience about how these dark energies might try to utilize the gifts of good people wanting to do good in the world and actually turn them around and use them as um, vessels for darkness. Um, but of course she couldn't, she couldn't accomplish that agenda because uh, fortunately I, I had made a clear decision from the very beginning that I knew who was, you know, who I was serving. I was serving and I decided I will serve for, for the rest of my life, the light. I'm working with the light. I'm working with uh, spirit guides that are of the light. And so the whole, um, the central point of my work is around divine light and love, period. You know, there is nothing else, no opening for anything else. And so when this happened, thank goodness I was prepared that way. And so whatever she sent to me, whatever energy went right through me and into Pachamama and I was unaffected and um, I learned so much from the experience. The second experience I had that was also very big was one where, um, well, I was, yeah, back then I was doing a lot of work, so I was quite busy, I remember. And someone who actually was a faraway relative found out that I was um, um, in service of the light, that I was a healer, a medicine woman. This is something this person didn't know because I had not spoken or seen this person in many, many, many years. And so we didn't have any contact. But because this person did uh, black magic against someone that I knew, and I went ahead and did the healing work uh, with this person. Oh, here it is. Here is an intersection, um, a connection that I want to make as well um, visible. The reason why this person found out that I was working with the light and, and she was committed to working with darkness and she targeted me is because I had done this healing on the person she was sending dark energy to 
and I didn't charge properly for my services. So this totally connects with the first point we were making about growing in abundance consciousness and receiving money, right? Mm-hmm. So I, this person didn't have a job at that point, and and I was like, well, I'm going to just um, offer my services for just very little because he's not been working in many months. I'm going to be good and help him this way. And because I didn't have a proper energy exchange, I did not charge properly for my services and I offer my services. The energy I was offering in this healing process was greater than the amount of money I was receiving. And that opened up the door for me to be more vulnerable and visible to this person. And so this person sent black magic to me. And when I discovered it, I right away, um, uh, you know, asked for help and support and for the proper healing for this. And I remember that part of the black magic was that I got this one day in my head, this idea. And this is when the healing was already starting in progress. Okay. So I had this awareness at that moment where in my mind, I had this silly thought about, well, why I don't just give her my, my spiritual energy that that's what she wants, right? Just for the sake of peace. And right away I knew, wow, that's not me. Those are not my thoughts. This is part of the black magic, right? It's that manipulation of the mind, of the heart that is happening. And it really freaked me out, you know, when I had that thought because I recognized that's not me. And what did I do? Well, I recommitted to the divine light. I was like, no, I I was like, no, there is no way I'm giving away what I have uh, worked for so long, so hard to have so that I can help people, so that I can do good, I can be the healer, I can be the the support person, the person that can help other people grow stronger. I'm not going to give that up so that that energy is used by darkness, right? So it was a really huge experience for me of learning that I went through with that. Um, And then once again, you know, so the moral of the story is stuff might happen along the way. Yes, you don't ask for it, you don't want it, but you're serving the light. And when you are a leader, you're visible. And things like this might happen to you in one way or another. Like I had a client too who also told me a story where she was also manipulated by someone and someone was stealing her energy and doing, you know, stuff that was not good for her, was affecting her marriage, was affecting her life. Um, but once again, That's why you need to have someone by your side, even more than someone. Along the way, you will meet teachers and guides. So if at this point that we are getting this connection, we're having a spiritual connection through this interview, you feel the calling to reach out to me or to receive support uh, through my services, through my programs or whatnot, then I encourage you to reach out because that's why, you know, I am here. This is part of my life purpose and my mission so that there is, there is no medicine woman walking out there by herself and being, you know, vulnerable to things like this. When you are in good company, you have teachers and guides, you have the proper support. This, this kind of experiences end up being just that, uh, one more experience that helps you grow. 
You don't have to be scared of it. You don't need to be really afraid. You just go through this kind of stuff with ease and grace. And you you learn from the experience and become even stronger from the experience. And that's when you have the proper support and, and you, you you have ways, you know, to, to properly deal with this. Yeah. Mm. So beautifully said, such a powerful share. Thank you for being willing to share that with everybody. I have a couple quick questions, if I may, before we close up. I'm so interested in what you're sharing here. I'm curious to circle back to the energy exchange piece with this man that you shared. And I have a couple questions. Number one, you shared that the energy exchange was not balanced and that left you sort of exposed or open. And I'm wondering if that happens in both ways. You know, sometimes the energy exchange is unequal. You receive perhaps more than what you have given in exchange. Sometimes you give more and you charge less. So I'm wondering if it, in your relating this story, if that works in both ways, whether you're sort of overcharging or undercharging, does that imbalance leave you vulnerable somehow? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It can go both ways. And here is the thing with charging and making sure that the, the amount you're charging is balanced. And uh, number one, I, I want to really make the point that it's not about the amount. Okay. Like I have seen amazing, beautiful um, healers back in the day when I needed to be healed and receive the healing, charging thousands of dollars, like 20,000, 24,000. And we're talking here like 10 years ago. <laughs> so it's not even today. Um, Mm -hmm. We're talking about big, large amounts of money, right? Mm -hmm. And you know what? The amount they were charging was perfectly balanced with their services and what they were accomplishing with people. So it's not about the amount, but how do you know how much you charge for your services is you drop within, go into your heart. You connect with your spirit guides, with divine spirit. You go to that sacred place, the temple of the heart, and you ask, you ask, what is for me to do? How am I going to serve? And what is the exchange for this? And feel into it. Feel into that. What is for you to charge? And then that's how you start discovering what is the the proper amount. And um, for you at that moment, and as you're growing also in abundance consciousness um, that also might affect how much you're charging the important point is that the energy exchange is balanced it's not about a number it's, it's that that sense of balance knowing that this is what you're meant to charge at this moment sometimes it's about charging for some big containers yes some thousands of dollars for other other containers is less Sometimes you're charging a group and you can charge a little less because you're going to make more money thanks to the numbers that will be receiving your service. There are many variables, Amorakai, and it's not uh, something that you can really know or someone can tell you how much to charge, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really, really an inner experience, uh, the connection with your spirit guides, with God. Mm -hmm. That is where you find what is true to you and what is the proper exchange. But always, always understanding that, yes, you need to charge. It cannot be 
free, it cannot be uh, symbolic, although sometimes for very special circumstances, very special circumstances, you might do it more as a, um, a gift, if you will, you know, but that is, that is something that might happen and might be the proper thing to do on the occasion, on the rare occasion. However, I do encourage people to, to really uh, receive receive an exchange for their services and to make it to make it balanced you know to always strive to make it balanced mm -hmm. i love that the higher universal law of balance and everything and all of nature and honoring that and when we don't honor that what sort of happens i i love that you're speaking to that i also appreciate you know, your point about really knowing what you're in service to and how paramount that is to standing in your power. I, I appreciate that share very, very much. And one more question before I ask your final thoughts with regards to keeping in balance with things. Can you just share from your perspective and, and teachings, why does it open you up when you do not remain in that balance, when you do not source from within on what the equal energy exchange actually is, when we sort of have our assumptions and projections and what that guy said to do and what this popular thing says to do or what have you, when we're coming from those woundings, why does being in balance in our energy exchanges, whatever that looks for us, looks like for us rather, why does that open us up to a little bit of vulnerability as you were sharing from before? Yes. Oh, well, we need to understand that everything in this world is energy. Everything. Everything. Even the things that are physical, they mm -hmm. are energy. Um, so it's something that is, is part of everything we do and who we are. And so it's also part of our sacred work and services and the energetic exchange that goes into doing the work. Um, if we do not follow the the rhythms of nature, which are all about balance, then mm. of course we're going to create some kind of imbalance that can affect us. Mm. Uh, and not only us, but our clients too. Mm. It's important to remember that, that uh, when something is not balanced, it's not only going to affect you. So if you're charging, for instance, uh, what you really know in your heart is above and beyond what you're offering, uh, it's not good for you and it's not going to be good for your client in many ways. Mm -hmm. And same goes for charging too little. If you are charging too little, then that's not going to be good for you because you know what's the issue with that? You usually feel like you're overstretching, you're giving too much, you feel like a victim, um, like people are taking advantage of you. And guess what? Nobody's taking advantage of you. You are actually... <laughs> Um, not mistreating yourself by not charging enough. So when you have that feeling, mm -hmm. then, you know, there is a reason for that, right? You have created an imbalance. And the other person on the receiving end, if they're paying too little, they can also feel like not so committed to the work, not so committed. Maybe they're not going to be the best clients. They're not going to get the results because they're not taking this seriously. And it's just human nature. People don't do this on purpose. They, they don't decide, I'm going to just, you know, not receive the full value. Mm -hmm. But um, it's a, in a subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. mm, it's beautiful. something that, that they just kind of subconsciously do. So they self-sabotage themselves. Mm -hmm. um, now, if you are charging 
a lot uh, and you i mean a lot is is something that is subjective right it's something you know you know for yourself that you're not giving enough value you're giving this little something but you're charging a lot um and the results will not be uh substantial and you know that then well um what will happen is that you will feel guilty you will feel guilty and the money that will come to you you will find ways again this is subconscious you're going to find ways to spend it in ways that are not going to bring you happiness this money will go like water you know it's just going to be something that will not make a difference in your life it's not going to really bless you it's going to come and go in some ways and um, that are in are in a blessing for you and also with your client she will at some point feel perhaps taking advantage of or she's going to regret that she put that money uh you know for she might distrust in the future other people and we will not want to receive services we'll be afraid of paying for services or stuff like that so there are many things that we need to consider that's why the exchange is always always meant to be a balanced one and in that way it's a blessing for everybody involved Mm-hmm. I love that you're speaking to that and the importance I would I would add to that to your third key and point about the importance in community. You don't need to walk that part by yourself either. You know, to to really receive the support and walk in company along your path to get the support to strengthen and grow in all these areas and not have to do everything by yourself, figure out everything by yourself. To really come into that space where you really believe in yourself and trust the divine spirit guiding you and working through you and willing willing to receive support, not just in the energy exchange of who you're called to serve, but in having those teachers and guides around you, having the community, having that loving support to really help you grow. Uh, As you mentioned before, Corey, I love your point. You know, those things that just happen, then they just become those things that help you grow even better and stronger. They don't have to be things that take you out or take you down when you think you have to figure all this out by yourself in some independent streak. I love that. So important. Any final thoughts before we wrap up? Mm, Thank you for this opportunity, Amorakai. Well, any final thoughts? Any final thoughts? Let me feel into that. Mm. You are so loved, sister. You are so loved. The work that you're doing is absolutely powerful and beautiful and is meant to bless this world. I want you to know that you are doing something together with many other medicine women that is meant to bring more light to this world. And so it's part of your calling to continue growing in this sacred path. Even though you might feel comfortable right now and feel like, oh, all is well, and this is the way it is, and I just want to stay where I am, I want to really invite you to look within, to feel within, and find that calling to continuous growth and stretching and moving beyond your comfort zone because it's necessary. We're still a small, a small group of women doing the sacred work. 
compared to the numbers of people in, in this beautiful earth, we are still a small number and there are many, many people in the world who need our services, who need our light, who need our voices and our spirit guides are so powerful and wanting to work through us. So there to grow, there to go there, there to grow in leadership, there to expand in the areas we have spoken about today because there is no time to waste. Time is to the essence. We have a limited number of years here on earth, every one of us. And we need to make this the time, the time of blossoming in our sacred service and leadership. So dare to go there. And you're going to find that it's going to feel so good every time you break through and grow and go to your next level. You're going to find that there is so much joy in that, that um, being who you came to be in all your beauty and greatness. It's going to be amazing, an amazing feeling every time you go there, you know, to that next level. Mm. And so I want to invite you to do this together with me because I am also on this path doing it. I'm telling you what I tell myself and what I am committed to, to continuous growth and keep on going, sister, keep on going. The world mm. needs you. Mm. oh that's beautiful oh thank you so much for sharing that medicine Corey you're such a brilliant being and a wise woman I thank you so very much deeply for sharing your loving wisdom here with us so so authentically here today thank you my pleasure Amorakai thank you so much for your beautiful container of love in this amazing podcast thank you for doing this and i'm very grateful and happy that we got to have this conversation today oh me too love me too and thank you to all the listeners co-creating this beautiful container we can feel it all all right everyone to find out more about the beautiful Corianka and all the awesomeness she's up to in the world Please be sure to go to our show page to check out her links or head on over to her site, alturaspiritualjourneys.com for more info. And please make sure you connect with all of us over at the Superpower Universe too. Head on over to superpowerexperts.com. Take a look at the Superpower Universe Plus membership over there. It's an amazing space where our listeners go to engage in high vibrational content and conversations. You're going to be able to connect and chat play with our brand new app, just go to superpowerexperts.com to check it all out and enjoy all the love. There is a lot of love for you over there. Thank you so much for being with us here today. And until next time, go within, unlock your superpowers of the soul and use them to light up the world. All the love, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.